Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Do you notice I just finished off a bowl of food? Yeah, I did. I'm committed to the bit now. Now I do it for you guys. Oh, wow. You you really do. Now I eat. I hadn't noticed it. People don't know this probably, but before the shows now, I, Sean and Ed would make fun of me for eating. I'm always eating on camera right <laughs> before we start because I'm a hungry boy, I, you know, and, and you I, I'm, I'm like in between meals. <laughs> <laughs> Edwin's the one who makes fun. True. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even notice. It's true. You're right. But I support you. You've you've usually got a you. nice looking bottle or a, a glass of beer or a drink. Well, if it's if it's the evening, sure. If it's the evening recordings, correct. Uh, um, so I just want just want you to know I'm get used to me eating. It's not a pocket <laughs> dial while I'm having sex. No, no, I'm just eating spaghetti. <laughs> nice. Thanks, dude. All right, let's start this show, dude. All right. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people purses paper people. Dundamip, then the people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and little kid lover, Sean Roney. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm being perfectly pleasant. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Um, As many of you may know from listening to the show, both Alex and I are soon to be parents and Alex, I don't know about you, but I'm not at all nervous. Like, why? Why? I, I don't get why parents are always complaining about how tough it is to raise kids. You joke around with them. You give them pizza. <laughs> you give them candy. You let them live their lives. They're adults, for God's sakes. <laughs> I want to this hold week. the bravery. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the podcast, we're talking about parenting on the office yes. uh, after that we'll uh yeah edwin obviously uh, of course is not here this week yeah um oh oh edwin's on vacation wow he's always gone <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yes uh for once it is not alex it is edwin yes, who's I'm, gone i'm right <laughs> edwin. edwin's gone he's, edwin's in the philippines uh i'm happy for him it's uh, he's yeah. gonna have an awesome time over there there for know. a while too. I'm. Uh, it's, it it seems like uh, he's had a had a big family reunion. Yep. Which looks super fun. Looks awesome. Um, and you know I'm like jealous. I. Not that I want my own family reunion. I just want to go to Edwin's family reunion. I mean, he it came on looked... both of our honeymoons. I think we could pull the <laughs> card true. and say, "Hey, we're coming yeah, to your family reunion, true. right?" 
right? I, I can't believe like he's now. Not... I'm kind of like, why did he not <laughs> invite us? I'm a little bit. It's a bit rude. Like, we're kind of his family, a little bit, right? I don't know. Uh, a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah, I look. I only went on my honeymoon with my family, my wife, my family, and he was there. So, <laughs> yeah, scoreboard, Edwin. And I know you're mm. listening, Edwin. I know you're going to listen to this. So, you know, <laughs> step up. Him buddy. and his whole family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pull get, pull your family. You ask your family if they, the want us, if they want us. If they want us there, we'll overnight some flights. We'll see you in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, no, but with Edwin gone, yes, we figured, uh, let's talk about something that, that makes sense for us to discuss when Edwin's not here, which is, which is our incoming uh, children, which... Yeah. which which Edwin doesn't have, but but may may someday. Uh, but for us, it's it's coming here. And what better show to look for parenting advice for examples of parenting than The Office? And sort of what we no kidding here here bounce our experience, kind of what we're thinking, what we're feeling with what we see on that show. We're gonna break down all the different types of parents we see on the show, uh, all the different <laughs> examples of sort of. Uh, parent full spectrum full spectrum of parent sibling relationships everything in between we're going to go through an article that sort of give, uh, lists the best parenting advice from the office and see if that resonates with us or not because we are in a stage sean as you know of pre-baby where we're getting a lot of advice and a lot of physical things amassing quickly um uh, as yes. <laughs> As we are sort of second wave parents amongst a lot of our friends who've already had kids, we are now yeah. receptacles for their stuff, uh, which I'm grateful for. But Great. but you need to have a bit of a filter. I'm learning. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a growing pile um, down here in the basement. I'm, uh, but I feel prepared. You know, you met you. It, it makes me feel better. You were joking about you know the being nervous or not. Um, how are you actually feeling about that? Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you're nervous, it's because we don't know what we don't know yet. Um, yeah. But we, we, Sean and I have been in a part of a new dad book club. Uh, there's a few incoming parents who are having their first children around the same time. So we've been crushing some books and uh, talking about it. And it sort of just ends up with us at a bar drinking beer uh, with wide eyes, kind of being like, oof, that chapter was crazy, huh, guys? <laughs> this is going to be uh, hard. <laughs> and also in my life, I'm kind of feeling like like Kevin learns about the IT guy when I'm like, I got to get rid of a lot of stuff. Like, I got to, a lot of my life needs to go. And it's 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 a, a changing of the guard, sure. and uh, really just to create a void that I can then fill with baby stuff. So, <laughs> I drove around the west side and I picked up some stuff from our friends yesterday, and just got mm -hmm. a peek at two different garages, and you know the mm -hmm. door comes up and it's like mm -hmm. whoa, like that's all the stuff they're just getting rid of, and then you go in the house and there's still a lot of stuff. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I need some shelving. I need some bins, and just just I got to get that stuff before all the other stuff. Otherwise, it's just yeah, it's all on the floor right now. Um, but anyways, let's uh, yes, yeah, so you had a good jumping into, off point. Let's do it. Yeah, I I think that a good way to frame this perhaps is um, who on the office of of the parents on the office mm. would you want to be your parents? And I think that'll help us. That'll help mm -hmm. guide how we are going to parent. Yeah. Uh, based off 
uh, what we have learned from this sitcom. You know, when thinking about thinking about this question, um, and again, we're not parents yet. Keep that in mind, because there's a lot of parents who listen right. to the show who probably will be yelling at the speakers <laughs> in their car, wherever they are, at us. Uh, so we we're not actually parents yet. We are just we are soon to be. So when I look at yes. uh, all the different types of parents, it's an interesting landscape in the office because a lot are there's a lot of single parents, right? In fact, the only real like sets of parents together in the office are Pam and Jim, and eventually Dwight and Angela. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you could argue yeah. Ryan and Kelly too, <laughs> right? Or Shout Stanley for. Well, Stanley stays with his wife. You know? I, I just that, mean people so who are the, both parents are in the show. Like both parents are. Oh, oh, I get what screen. you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Correct. I guess when I see single parents, I mean, like we only ever see one side of well, yeah. the parenting equation. Like Stanley's a great you're, example. You're absolutely right. Um, absolutely right. But to, to, to give you a very long winded answer to your simple question, uh, I'm going to just take Pam and Jim off the board because it feels too easy. And I'm going to go with. Well. I'm going to go with a much cheaper, a dirtier answer, which is uh, Mindy Kaling's parents, Kelly's parents, because they're actually her real parents. On the show. <laughs> and that's a good one. They're not actors. So that's actually her parents. And Mindy Kaling yeah. seems to be absolutely delightful and turned out incredibly. And that they she must come from great parents. So I'm going to go with Kelly's parents, who we see in Diwali. Okay. Okay. It's cheap. That's answer. a bit sneaky of you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But you gave me um, you gave me no parameters, sir. I did not. I I don't like to set parameters. Um, but uh, that's a good one. And <clears throat> yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, Jim and Pam, I think, are just probably like the most uh, responsible parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'd say they, uh, they. What we see on the on the office, some really hands-off parenting and we see some very (laughs) strict parenting yes and um jim and pam are firmly in the middle i would say they they know texas um, justice (laughs) i feel like they've read the books and they have you know a community that you know helps them figure out how to raise their kids they seem to both come from pretty decent families yeah um they're going to be the best parents. Jim's brothers as your um, uncles could get a little dicey down the road. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. That's that really the only, that's really the only red flag in those two. You're, I mean, yeah, uh, it's a great pick. We, you know, we see Jim, he can put a diaper on anything. Pam seems like an excellent <laughs> mother. Uh, they, they're both available to their kids. They're both, mm-hmm. they both care. They want the best. They want a good, you know, they want a good daycare and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of the boring answer. Boring answer. Boring. You took a boring answer and I took a cheap answer. So I I didn't I didn't. That wasn't my answer. I didn't take that. Oh, I don't want. Excuse me. I don't want that. (laughs) What I want is uh, is actually uh, I want to take Ryan's answer. My wife, Ryan, Hmm. uh, my baby mama. um, (laughs) (laughs) And and. I'm going to take David Wallace. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well. I mean, let, we see David Wallace being a pretty good dad. First of all, sure. he's a rich. You're getting born on third base, buddy. 
He's rich. He's a rich. Um, <laughs> I just want a well hung. Uh, you get a rocking chair. Voice. You get a drum kit. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a, hot tub. He seems like a good dad. You get a hot. Oh, yep. A you, hot get a, tub. you get a basketball exactly. hoop in the backyard. I mean, it, it just watching them play music together just seems like you know. Yeah. That's that's one of the sweetest uh, parent child bonding moments on the show. I think to have parents that are like cool, Teddy, <laughs> throwing it to your son for a solo, like that's great. To just to have parents that are tolerable and okay with the drum kit in the house that says a lot. Yeah. about about that. He's genuinely. I feel like David Wallace is genuinely supportive, excited about. <laughs> yes, you know that he's Teddy's gotten good at the drums. Yeah. And we don't really yeah. see enough of Teddy to know if he's if he is he a snot snot nosed little sh- shithead or not. I could also I could see it a little bit with Teddy. I don't know. He seems like a, I like him. You know, some of those wealthy kids they can really go either way. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I I I think that he grew a lot on that leadership retreat <laughs> that he went on with Andy. <laughs> you're right. He did. Uh, we only see David Wald's wife wife a few times first in cocktails later in the socket episode. Um, mm-hmm. but yes, she seems to be on board with, with David and is at least tolerant of him for a while while he's unemployed, you know, mm-hmm. and excited, <laughs> very excited to see Michael as it might mean there's some work opportunity and he can get out of the house. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, might, we might go outside. Might go outside. <laughs> Dude, the way he's <laughs> making that sandwich is, I just love that. Scene. <laughs> yeah. The way he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Go outside. Uh, that's a good answer. Um, I uh, for for a non cheap answer for myself, I'll, I would also say uh, Toby. As as oh yeah, we don't okay. know. We don't know the partner. We don't know the other person in the in the equation. Mm-hmm. All we really see is Toby's side of it. And uh, but I, you know, he seems like a he seems like a very committed dad who cherishes his time with. With her I like, and like, I th- he's gonna get you the toy that you want because that's really all he has is to get you that toy. So that's a plus. <laughs> uh, the, please, yeah, no kidding. Please, Daryl. Um, please, Daryl. I need this <laughs> so bad. Uh, I also like too when Toby says, um, you know, think of a happy uh, time or something like that. And for me, it's the time in between dropping off my daughter and picking her up from dance practice when I walk to the frozen yogurt place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what he says? Mm-hmm. That's like one of the lines that I'm like, oh, that does sound nice. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he makes a routine and a, he, he has a little ritual with 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 his daughter's schedule. Yeah. And yeah, you just he can you just get this time to kill yeah. and it's your little reward for being a a good parent and and that what that tells me is he looks forward to the time with her and he structures his life around those times so he can be there for her mm-hmm. um I, this is all i'm talking season s- s- seven six and earlier toby right right well, we're not referring we're, to when not, toby becomes a, a huge not, uh weird not creep. talking about toby with glasses let's just get that <laughs> yeah. clear i'm talking yeah, michael or, michael or scott mustache. era toby um yeah, really. smile for men's <laughs> prostates yeah i don't I don't, my, really, Toby loses. You don't want that, Toby. Toby really loses his way once Michael leaves. If you think about it, maybe he they needed Michael dirty. more than he thought. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, just sad. He need, mm-hmm. he needs someone Michael he can measure him himself place. against and feel good about himself. Wow, it's Michael. Anyway, so early Toby. Uh, 
I'm glad you mentioned Michael um, because I do think that Michael is uh, a good dad, right? We we kind of we get uh, a ta- a hint of that at the uh, in the finale. Yeah, um, he's got uh, two phones because of all the pictures he's taken of his kids. Um, they had SD cards by that time. Just saying, <laughs> yeah. Michael. You just, just but it's load a very Michael the thing computer. that he, he would just buy another totally. phone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but man, we get a lot of him. Uh, I mean, you know, for most of the show, he's he he wants to be a parent and is fully unequipped, completely misguided. Um, yes. He's <laughs> emotionally stunted uh, as a human being. I think everybody, um, you know, not until uh, he meets Holly is is he anywhere near? Uh, yeah, he's often ready. He's often childlike himself in in what he eats, how he behaves, the way he gets what he wants, what happens when he doesn't mm-hmm. get what he wants. All very childlike for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, as he says, you know, I think I think I think I like children because they see me as one of them. You know, he's he's very relatable <laughs> to kids. And that could be that could make for a really fun dad as long as like it's measured and you're able to also mm-hmm. like maintain a healthy relationship with with your partner and, mm-hmm. and be good parents. You know, like as I'm sure you've gotten this advice, you know, the best gift you're the g- best gift you can give your kid is a healthy marriage. Right. That's I've oh, heard yeah. that many times. And uh, so as long as Michael can do that and it seems like he can. You're right. Michael would be late. Michael. Uh like give me give me early give me Toby as a dad until Michael leaves and then give me Michael as a dad like hand that baby off that's good. Toby to Michael at the airport and that's good I'm going to Boulder uh, yeah it it is interesting how that all develop like I mean we get to kind of see that all develop because it's like I think I we've talked about this before I think that when the office the TV show starts it is we are post Todd Packer, right? Like Michael and Todd Packer have been best friends and he's sort of now on his own and he's still kind of being like this, like annoying, disgusting, like, you know, um, annoying person. (laughs) And uh, just like Todd Packer, he's, he's, he pretty much still is always thinks of himself as 10 to 15 years younger than he is. Right. And, and I think that like, we start to see that go away uh, over time until finally, you know, in season seven, he realizes that, you know, Todd Packer is kind of a jerk. And um, mm-hmm. but I think a, one of the one moment where you see that growth happen a little bit is is in uh, Bring Your Daughter to Work Day, mm-hmm. um, because that episode starts out. Michael is like not excited for the kids to come. Correct. And he's like. He's like, this is not an appropriate place for kids. Like, see, th- this is very much his Todd Packer mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And over the course of that episode, he realizes that he really likes kids. He w- can't wait to be a parent. Uh, I think that's the same episode that he, you know, signs up for the dating service as a little, little kid, kid lover. lover. Uh, and you know, and uh, and so begins. Whose you child know? kicks that off? May I remind you? Is it? Uh, it's Toby's Sasha. daughter. Yeah, it's Sasha. Toby's daughter. Sasha. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, that's a very sweet whistle. moment when he's just <laughs> next stop. Kukukamanga. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a moment where you're like, oh, wow, he's going to be such an incredible dad. And, and of course, he realizes yeah. that, too. And yeah. Uh, and then it, as as time goes on, I mean, you get, um, you know, you get we also, uh, really quick later. Too, we also get the glimpse in Halloween in season two with the trick or treating. We're just you see his general enthusiasm yeah. for kids and making them happy. He tries to hold a baby anytime he can. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite montages of the show. The shot when it's, he's holding two babies is <laughs> the two so babies. Well done. I like when he's pointing and they're like looking <laughs> off. So funny. Um, and then uh, we've talked about this before, too. One of our favorite deleted scenes is uh, baby yeah, shower. Yeah. Um, at the end of baby shower, you know, obviously, Michael is so excited for Jan to have this baby uh, that is not his. Um, and he's kind of, you know, uh, you know, he, but he's trying to be the dad and everyone thinks, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a joke. And at the end, he's just kind of is talking to the baby and saying, you know, I didn't really have a dad and I just want you to have a dad. And yeah, you know, it's going to be really hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's one of the, it's a very, uh, heartfelt, uh, heartbreaking know, moment really, of, of the show. I do really wish so. they'd kept that in there, but. You know, that they instead, glad, they, you know, I'm just glad we have it now. Yeah, you're right. And, and they keep, you know, he, yeah, he holds the baby in the car seat. Uh, that's as close <laughs> as Jan will let get him. And and Michael's general spiraling when he thinks he has the kid and then he doesn't and he's not the dad. And Jan just continually pushes Michael away. He, he does grow from that. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's he's by the time that he moves to Colorado with Holly, he, I think he is finally. Thank God he didn't have a kid before then, because I think he's finally equipped to be a dad, uh, mat- maturity wise and just just mm-hmm. life wise. Um, so that's <laughs> yes. I mean, Michael as a lens for parenthood is is pretty wild throughout the show. Uh, a lot of it goes a lot of places, very colorful. But uh, yeah, I don't. I yeah, I would not want him as a dad until much later. So yeah, seems to be yeah. doing good. Um, we did mention uh, another parent uh, uh, there. Uh, which is uh, Jan Levinson Gould. Oh, yeah. Just Levinson. Yeah, uh, uh, man, I don't know about this one. I don't know if I, I would say no, I don't want Jan to be my, my mom, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if she actually is a good mom. Well, I, I feel like we, a lot of these parents, we only see them with their, infant to toddler age kids so it's like we can see how they are at that stage i mean who stanley and meredith i think are the only two people we see with like more grown-up kids later on right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everyone else has younger so it's kind of hard to say and in jan's case yeah it's like if she's doing all that already it feels like a helicopter parent it's like well we get her daughter a little older with the what did i learn that's true that's true. You might have learned Thanks. shapes or blocks <laughs> or clocks or colors, or you might have learned that we're all sisters, sisters and brothers. Um, I don't know. I, I she could it, be great. It brings She'd be to amazing mind, at home. Who knows? By the end, to mind, who knows? One time I was working on this show, and there was kind of a like one of the like producers was like, uh, I don't know, man. He's just like. Uh, seem like a bad guy <laughs> and i remember asking somebody like can like 
all I've ever heard about him and all I've ever witnessed is bad. Like, are, are could you say one nice this thing about him? Because, like, as somebody who's known him lo- uh, like longer than I have, and she thought about it and she was like, "Well, I think he's a really good dad." <laughs> and it was like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> that's you know yeah <laughs> it's like well that's important good <laughs> i mean that goes a long way uh, with people, i think right? jan might be a little bit of that yes i could see that uh I, I, I jan is feeling like a bit of a helicopter parent again that's not the worst thing that means if you are over involved i think that is a, a better fault yeah. than being just completely checked out on your kid right so yeah. uh i do think that she and, and you know she's probably she will not settle for anything but the best for her kid. She's probably in amazing schools. She is in probably, I'm guessing her kid is in vocal, piano, violin, like every type of lesson. Um, oh, yeah. I think the, I think, I think the, she's got personal trainers for different, like, yes. The, the risk with Jan is it feels like why she, what make her a, a difficult parent late is later on when I think she would probably project some of her, failures onto the kid in terms of like mm-hmm. or or also be a total hollywood mom of like you are going to be a star and you are a star mm-hmm. and anyone who says otherwise is an idiot and i'm i'm gonna you're gonna take every type of class ever right until you become but good at something it's the type of thing that it's like i don't think that that kid's gonna be miserable and then they grow up and then they're like you know a powerhouse true that's unstoppable. That is a very realistic outcome for Astrid. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jan uh, is a helicopter parent, not not a parent who's checked out. Um, She's a helicopter so parent with like napalm cannons too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. L- l- speaking of parents who are checked out, um, let's uh, l- let's talk about uh, Dundee Award winner for best mom, Meredith Palmer. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> the marinator um yeah this is i mean this is uh when we talk about the spectrum of <laughs> the spectrum of parenting uh you cannot uh meredith is is definitely one side of the scale um she <laughs> first of all it's unclear how many kids she has we know about jakey but um, she says at one point that there was another. She has kids, plural. And I think there's even a deleted scene where she mentions yeah. a daughter. I think we can assume there's two. But we can focus mm-hmm. on Jakey. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I mean, Meredith, uh, it sounds like doesn't prioritize buying her kids shoes. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. sort of like. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> additional money they've got napkins <laughs> goes they got to sausages. That. they got no shoes yeah and they vienna sausages they live in a katrina <laughs> house yeah sorry sorry i should i should uh but meredith also meredith represents the other style of parenting where again you and i are reading about all the different styles of parentings there are in the world in these books mm-hmm. one of which is kind of let them grow like weeds right let them do their thing and also mm. don't stop doing like the activities the hobbies like 
like do the stuff you would normally do. Take your kid to them. Like don't just start doing kid stuff when the kid comes around. You know, like mm-hmm. take them to things you you will also enjoy. That's that's a healthy thing. Now, the issue with Meredith might be if that thing is drinking heavily at a bar for long periods of time. That not great, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but so so who knows? Um, you know, smoking cigars yeah. outside. You know, in the, in the minivan, <laughs> these sorts of things uh, aren't the kind of activities uh, they're talking. It's like about. a lot of a lot of strange men coming through the house. Uh... You gotta ask. You just you you have to ask the question. <laughs> you know, at what point in Jakey's life was he exposed to strippers and stripping, especially male strippers? Did Meredith mm-hmm. take him as a child to these strip clubs, mm-hmm. where men would dance upon her? I don't know. Who knows? But I, all I can say is we know where Jake's where Jakey ends up as a as a you know, talented stripper, could be, you know, could that's be. on him. That's good good for him. Uh, <laughs> you just wonder. You just wonder some of those things. I don't want to be judgmental, it but it's okay to be a little judgmental, Meredith. I think. Yeah, it it is nice to see her supportive of her son at that time. Yes. Um, even though it is uh, extremely uncomfortable, uh, <laughs> yes. very, very strange. Uh, your mom encouraging you to uh, strip for her co-workers, um, co-workers uh, is it's tough. Yeah. It starts to get dark again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, it, <laughs> there's also, of course, like St. Patrick's Day, no kids. Where are your kids? Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith Meredith very much seems kind of on the other side of the spectrum from Toby as far as the single parents go, which is just sort of like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want. And but I don't think you could I don't think you could say that she doesn't love her kids. And you're right. The support she shows for Jakey is second to none as far as support we see um, of any parent on the office. So who who are we to say? Uh, and we don't even know anything about Meredith's daughter, who could who could be doing all sorts of cool stuff. And look, True. there is a little bit of a correction at the end by season nine. Where you're like, oh, well, this whole time Meredith's getting her PhD and is now Dr. Palmer. And uh, <laughs> who knows what sort of opportunities she's, she's creating for her kids in child right. psychology, no less. <laughs> wow. So she must have an interest in how kids think and how they behave and... Uh, or is she doing that after seeing what who Jakey became and was like, I should. She's like, should take some classes. <laughs> she's like, I've conducted the perfect parenting experiment. Yes. Uh, she's like, I already wrote a book to publish. Yeah. Um, it's the exact opposite of Tiger Mom. Yeah. Sloth Mom. Uh, what What's an animal that really likes to party? Oh, bat. But no, I was thinking of the bat in her. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if if Meredith is the least strict parent, um, who do you think is the most strict parent on the show? Uh, my first instinct is Stanley when he was a little younger. Uh, he seems mm-hmm. to have given up a little bit. But I could he's see a, he's Stanley. No nonsense. I could see Stanley having very strict rules at home. I think yeah. what we see with, uh, I believe, Melissa. Yep, I think that's right. I her behavior towards Ryan might signal to me that she is oh. pretty strict 
laws around the house in terms of how she can interact with guys and go out and meet guys. And like, I I think, I think it feels like those boundaries are pretty tight. And so when she goes to her, her dad's office, her way to almost get back at him is like, I'm going to hit on and get the number of one of your coworkers and just to bug you. So again, not saying that's a bad thing, but that gives me the vibe why he might be the most strict. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure, too, that she resents him for, uh, you know, cheating on her mom uh, and things yeah, like that. Great. Um, But uh, also, like, even that moment that you see with, you know, Michael playing with the toys with Sasha in, the, in his office, you're not going to get that with Stanley. You're not going to get, like, those vulnerable... Right fun you know moments I, I i can't imagine it i don't see it maybe maybe i mean well you know near the end we get you know the uh shove it up your butt stanley and stuff like that maybe on vacation maybe you do get that you know florida yeah, stanley might, might be a oh. wonderful really fun dad i think i think yeah i think melissa's like <laughs> My dad gets so weird when we go on vacation <laughs> <laughs> a whole different guy <laughs> I love Philly. Dirty town. Uh, I think on the other, uh, I think, and then some, maybe somewhere in the middle of there, if we're going not strict, strict, somewhere in the middle, I think Daryl and Toby both feel pretty even keeled in terms of their I mean, parenting. You, Jim and Pam, Daryl, Toby, these are cool parents. These are cool parents. These are They, they love their kids. They know who they are. They they're true to themselves as as adults, but they also are dedicated to raising their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are those are the shining examples of uh, of good parenting. I'd yeah. say Dwight and Angela have got to be strict parents. I mean, we don't really get to see too much of that with baby Philip. Yeah, um, but I mean, throughout the sh- the series. Dwight is talking about how to raise kids, how he was raised as a kid. Um, yeah. Horrifying, <laughs> uh, you know, j- little jingles <laughs> to it's teach. Pretty, <laughs> it's pretty grim <laughs> to teach uh, them Dwight's childhood, but yeah. but not to him. To him, that's just l- the only way to do it. <laughs> and you- we just on captive audience, we just did. Uh, we just talked about poor things. Oh, and we yeah. talked about how Willem Dafoe. You know, he's sort of a bit of a, a, a Frankenstein himself and is like his like dad just like tortured him as a oh kid. My God. But he's like but he's always speaks about it, he you know, it loving love out of care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a bit of that in Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of sounds like a very dark childhood. Oh, no, no. I'm proud to be a shrew. It was for my own good. And they've always done it this way. Mm-hmm. And, and look, you can't. You can you can call Dwight many things, but you cannot say he is not a capable adult. He's not a he is a absolutely a master of his own universe, and in in a, in a healthy way, he is hard worker. He's a hard worker. He has he's disciplined. Provides. He is he is he is in touch with both blue and white collar. <laughs> he is he's runs the gamut. He is he he can get along with a lot of types of people. Um, he's apparently somehow a complete ladies' man. We see throughout the show. Yep. Um, yep. He's got charm. He's got he's got all he's got work ethic, everything in between. He's also brings guns to the office. He also uh does some <laughs> bad things. 
I don't know. I feel he like he also his... forms a love contract in order forms to conceive love contracts. Child. He is some kind of <laughs> there's kind of a shadowy parent relationship he has with Mose. Uh, mm-hmm. that that could That's probably true. take some. Well, as the youngest, he he raised the other children. That's true. Um, He's been a parent longer than anyone is, on the show. Which is funny because I've never thought about it before. But is he younger than Mose? I guess so. Uh, it's his cousin, so hard to say. Oh, it is. You're right. You're right. It is his cousin. I always think. Gosh. Yeah. Man, how long have we been doing this podcast about The Office? Dude, I don't know, man. Should get these. Should get these. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Um, man, who? I didn't see my father you know for who? I... Two years of my life. I thought my mother was my father, and my wet nurse was my mother. And that's a common mistake. Turned out fine for me, but Moe's. Oh, same story, different ending. <laughs> I just had that drop. Of, it's a I good mean, one. It's, that's a lot that's of a meat on the bone of, of uh, where Dwight came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know who I wouldn't want to be my parents? Are Andy's parents. <laughs> You're gonna say Ryan and Kelly. We'll talk about Andy's parents too. Them too. Because one of my other picks for who my parents would be would be Andy's first par- set of parents we see. Yeah, they seem sweet. They seem <laughs> yeah. totally happy and eager and just so proud of Andy. Proud of and, him. Yeah. And just, just there's just there's just hearts in their eyes. They seem lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, stark mm-hmm. difference to who we meet later, specifically Andy's dad. We don't get a ton of time with Andy's mom, but the dad really seems like a piece of work. A jerk. Yeah. And it does turn out, too, that his dad, um, you know, what swindled a lot of their money away and yeah. um, left the left the family in, in with a lot of debt and uh, a lot of problems. And um, yeah, pretty much just just yeah. blew a giant hole in the whole family and, and took off. Uh yeah, and he's got a, he's just got a lot of pride, and like I mean, he's just a, it, it belittles his son for, you know, when when he's looking for just a little bit of uh, of uh, uh, acknowledgement, encouragement. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a bad dad. The bad dad, because I don't think anyone has needed a more loving hug from their dad in the office than Andy, M- Michael, than Andy too, but Andy's very sure. much so. Uh, um, you also mentioned uh, Ryan and Kelly. Yeah, probably the worst parenting we see on the show. I mean, let's just start. I, I with, mean, criminal. You know, Ryan like, recommending like not to parenting. shake the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poison, poisoning their kid level parenting. Yeah, gave the gave the kid a strawberry when they're allergic, and then just left them at a wedding. Poisoning and abandonment. Um, That's really all we see. It's just horrific stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but don't shake the baby. So, you know, at least he knows that. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really get Kelly as a as a parent, um, but, uh, you know, she's complicit. She's uh, yeah complicit in this. Yeah, because his mom's car is probably not a Nissan Z. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's what we know of Ryan's mom or Ryan's parents um Oh yeah, she's very supportive. Maybe the opposite of Andy's she, parents, where she's just I like, think, "Let's Ryan totally take advantage of her at at every turn." He, he's she's a bit of a uh, she's a bit of a uh, a boy mom, um, and uh, seems to. I mean, not that we ever even meet this woman, but 
you know, she seems to let him kind of get away with whatever. And I mean, she drives him to work. He's living at home for a while. Stealing her recipes. Uh, he's tells her that he's had a he's having a pesto party and like <laughs> makes fun of her for believing that. <laughs> yeah. And then profits off of her. Doesn't doesn't even use her photo for the jar of pesto. I, got, I get a vibe <laughs> of uh, Charlie's mom and it's always sunny. If you know who I'm talking about. Yes, kind of just like this. Yes. You can do no wrong. Just kind of puts them mm-hmm. on a pedestal and worships them no matter what. It's like to their detriment. It's like you seem like just sweet, but you're kind of actually like enabling really all of his all <laughs> yeah, of his faults. It, it, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and and we should say that we probably should have said this sooner. But like kids are their own people. You can't always just the kids this way. Therefore, the parent did this to them. That's not fair. That's right. not how it works. We we should say that. Um, Shout out to yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer's dad. Uh, <laughs> no, just <kidding>. no. <laughs> but but we should say we're we're making giant leaps here. This is not reflective of, yeah. of you know how the world actually works. Just sort of these characters and what we see and and yeah. drawing what we can from it because uh, we don't we don't yeah. see a ton, but we see some. We see some. Yeah. Uh, we see saw. We see saw. I see saw all the time. What are the parents? Uh, uh, Phyllis, no kids. Phyllis, no kids. But I think she would be. A, well, she did give a child away. Oh, um, right. So, you know, I think uh, I mean, I think also Creed Bob and Phyllis Creed's got a few kids in the, coming out of the woodwork here and there. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> well, the kids who he sells fake IDs to out of a van. Yeah. But uh, I think Phyllis and Bob would be great parents. It's almost a shame that we never get to see mm. them become parents in the show. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they live a while, li- oh, oh, they live a wild lifestyle of, of travel and bar fights and, um, Rest- perhaps, restaurant uh, sex. some organized crime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. I, I get the vibe. Don't I just don't know why I f- Bob involved. I feel like, I feel like Bob has a kid or two from a previous marriage. I just can get that feeling. Oh, I like that. It's- I be, I'm, I I'm down it. with that. And it. everybody's friends. Yeah. There's big, big Thanksgiving. Totally. totally. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I can get down with that. You know, he pays all those bills. You know, he makes good money. Um, mm-hmm. And so f- mm-hmm. maybe Phyllis is happy as sort of like this, uh, you know, she still has some of some kids in her life, but they're not hers. And she's OK with that. Um, she gets to be like the cool mom, maybe. Yeah. You know. She gets to win him over, you know. She never. She's not like criticizing them yeah. or anything. She's yeah, you know, uh, taking them to the go kart track. We could. I mean, we can touch on sort of. Well, th- there's this Oscar, Angela, Dwight triangle a bit there at the end of the show that gets <laughs> a little weird and messy. Yeah. Uh, but we yeah we kind of get Oscar as a parent who uh, I think Oscar as a parent would be great. He'd be an awesome. Dad. Oscar as a parent would be great. Oscar as a parent would be great. I I. Yeah, Angela and Oscar uh, parenting, if that had stayed that way, um, I don't think that would have been so bad. Uh, it, that would be, I think that would be uh, an intense household. And therefore, I, you know, I don't know what kind of kid that's going to create. If that kid's going to end up being, a, you know, a peacekeeper, peacemaker, because his parents are always <laughs> screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Um or uh, or if, um, you know, that's a, a, a very I think that's going to be a very intelligent child. 
But I do think that um, Dwight and Angela, I think Dwight and Angela would be good parents. I mean, at least what we see at the end of the show when they finally get together, that Angela's all like smiley and weird. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I think Dwight looks back on his childhood very, very fondly. And, you know, from what we see in the farm, there's a there's a community uh yeah in in the in the shroot world and um you know i think that would be a really nice life yeah i could i could see there i could see some <laughs> peace coming out of that i could see some something real something genuine there and who knows yeah. i mean angela and dwight could could make the chemistry could just somehow work out there i don't i don't think i'd, I'd be friends with their kids but <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> no, that's going to be a weird kid. Again, I think sure. they'll be very. They'll be happy. They'll be very capable kids. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the they're they will have very strong morals or yeah. hard the other way, super rebellious. Um, like Dwight's <laughs> cousin, Jake, Jakey Palmer. Yeah, <laughs> like, like and Dwight's cousin, you know, played the Thomas Middleditch character who goes on to to be a weed farmer. You know, I could see like true something like yeah. that going on, but he's still a farmer. He's still he's, the family yeah. roots are still there. So. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. let's take a quick break here. We've been, wow, we, we've been crushing this episode. I just looked up at the clock. Look at us go. Uh, let's take a quick nice. break. I think we've, I think we broke down most of the parents. I don't know. Did we forget okay. any? Mm, nah. Nah, it's fine. Uh, but we, we got a few <laughs> other things with parents, parent stuff we're going to get to, uh, a little bit of conference room. So we'll be right back. You ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest in flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But there's a breath of fresh air, Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you are free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I have tried a Fume and I will say I was very, very surprised at both the quality of of the fume itself, there's a nice weight to it. It's well-made. It feels good in the hand. And also the flavors, the flavors that they have, it's almost like a, a refreshing herbal tea. They're very bright, very crisp flavors. Uh, tons of them. I'm, I'm trying a grapefruit one right now. It's it's really delicious. And using a fume feels like you're you're breathing and eating this flavor. Um, it's it's actually quite quite lovely. And I was I was a little bit skeptical. And then I tried it and Totally changed my mind on it. Um, and again, it is a fun thing to just kind of fidget with. Uh, so it's kind of, it's a combination device for many things. Plus, Fumes just released a magnetic stand for your Fume. So there's no more losing it around the house. It's built with fidgeting in mind. You can spin your Fume around on the stand. So start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash Michael and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use the code Michael to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit 
at tryfume.com. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M dot com slash Michael to save 10% off the journey pack today. Welcome back to the Michael Scott Podcast Company. Already in progress. Uh, we have been breaking down all the different kinds of parenting that we see on the show. We didn't even really get into Jim and Pam that much, who I would say is the sort of marquee parents that we have on this show because we actually get many seasons of them both getting pregnant, having their kids, having their second kid, and sort of struggling with everything that comes with all of that. So it is definitely the most on display parenting that we get in the show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when you when you think about Jim and Pam, we, we obviously, they are sort of presented to us through the show as pretty just middle of the road people in general. Right. I think they're sort of the stand-ins for this idea that like they, they, they're just middle class. They come from somewhat good homes. They try to provide mm -hmm. that for their kids. They're just kind of trying to keep everything on track, do their best with what they have. Uh, we have, they have two kids by the end of the show, uh, Cece and Philip. And mm -hmm. we probably know a little bit more about Cece. We get a lot of her in season seven, specifically in christening, I'd say is when we get the most. Mm -hmm. uh, we also sort of see them kind of, they don't shy away from some of the struggles of having kids and kind of the decisions that they have to make because of those kids, such as moving their life to another city or not. And right. the, the larger choices they make in their life. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I think that uh, uh, trying to think of episodes that really stand out for Jim and Pam parenting, uh, I would say jury duty is is one that mm. comes to mind right away, because that's where we really get to see like all four of them. I feel like that's kind of rare. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of talk about them as a family, but uh we kind of get like a full scene of all four of them in the office and then just everything descending into chaos. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really like that part. I, I mean, that episode is great because it starts off with Jim being like, Oh, it was really great. You know, uh, you know, I got to just take the week off and help out with the kids and stuff like that. And he feels really guilty about that. And, you know, there's a whole thing of everyone being mad at him and then him having the family come in and then, and then we just see how crazy everything gets. And it's like, okay, we're leaving. We're yeah, leaving. It's like, <laughs> and, and, and people and say it, like that, that, every, that wasn't a vacation. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I think it's Daryl yeah. says, you know, yeah. that last week that was no vacation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was, I feel like in a way, you know, really, kind of covers it all because it's like in a way you do see Jim kind of being like, ah, oh, it was nice to like stay home and just like, you know, help out with the kids when it's like at the same time, it's like, it probably was really hard actually, but, yeah. um, but there's something about it that just feels better. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, that's, I, uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I say that I, that's an aspect that of their relationship with their kids that they let us into is the idea of like duty and responsibility and how to juggle that as parents, which I think is often a very, very difficult thing. Um, you know, a lot of advice will say, don't, you know, don't like, uh, don't do accounting 
on your time of like who took care of the kids when and now how many hours do I get that you got these, you know, because that can start to get yeah. pretty messy and pretty sticky. But we even we see Jim and Pam struggle with that. I mean, with with the guilt that Jim will feel when he just has a phone call with Pam and hear what's going on in the background um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how much just it's like uh, the guilt of just not being there, not being able to help knowing what yeah. your partner is going through. I mean, that can be really difficult. Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm, I like that the show doesn't, doesn't totally shy away from that. Um, even though this is a show that takes place just at their job, you know, the, the, the home will creep into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, we see a lot of real depictions of parenting with them. I think uh, I, another one that comes to mind is just like how excited Pam is to go to Dave and Buster's with everybody. Mm-hmm. And like Jim is just like, what are you talking about? This is going to be awful. And she's like, I just want to get away. From, I, I get to hang out with adults. Like I get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with this our friends. It'd be great. <laughs> with our friends who have had, had kids, like we've totally had that experience. Where they just like, mm-hmm. oh, they're coming out for drinks tonight. You're like, hell yeah. And it's like, this is all they've ever wanted to do. Like, it's like, we're not doing anything. We're just going to get drinks. And they're like, I mm-hmm. will be there all night. You're like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. Uh, yeah. We see some dealing with unexpected curveballs uh, in christening. Uh, what mm-hmm. happens with Cece's dress? What happens with this sort of backup mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. that Jim just has to enact immediately? <laughs> the arcade fire. You, as a as a good dad, you got to keep a spare arcade fire T-shirt. Keep some, keep some T-shirts around. <laughs> and that's there's another one where it's just like I had to make the call on the fly. No one's happy with this, but it's happening right now, and we're going to continue <laughs> moving forward. It's happening. This is happening. Um, also brought up christening because I. Cut this drop, and I don't know when I'm going to use it, but this is when Michael is trying to sit with them as the godfather. Scooch, before I shoot you in the head. Okay, Michael. <laughs> God, how much... Scooch. Bart makes me laugh. Uh, it's not the actual godfather. You know, in that episode, we do see uh, another pair of great parents, which is <laughs> the, uh, the patriarch and matriarch of the... Uh, what are they? The McPherson clan or whatever? McPherson's, they yeah. What, right. The McPherson's. Yeah. That's a whole nother type of family. <laughs> now that's, yeah, that's a whole nother type of parent. Yep. <laughs> also, you mentioned earlier of like, we were talking about, would you want Jim, as, Jim and Pam as parents? And like, oh, they have a whole community and like friends and stuff. I'm like, do they? Do they have a lot of friends and networks? Because their godparents right. are just another couple they met at one of the birthing, at at the or birthing classes, yeah. like mm-hmm. your godparents are all of like th- three to four months. Like, what? yeah, that, that is, that always remains a weird it's thing. Weird. And I mean, and I mean, I don't know, just even little stuff like Pam being like, you know, later in the show, she's like, as I've always said, like we should be very involved in each other's lives or something like that. It's like, well, that's Yeah the words of someone who doesn't <laughs> have like <laughs> correct because because here's the deal yeah. is I, i'm kind of with you where like i could also see jim and pam being like we're keeping our personal lives out of this show completely as much as we can with like our friends mm-hmm. our families whatever but then like that's a moment where you see like if you'd meet their godparents you'd be like okay wait you guys are from scranton like you must have child right. you must have old good friends here 
you know? And I mean, I don't know that, like, and maybe this now we're getting off topic, but it's like, I mean, Pam was dating Roy before, who was like a horrible boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And, you know what I mean? You're like, right. there, there could be an element You're of right. like, that's a good call. You know, Jim, like, has friends, but they're kind of douchebags or something, you know? Yeah. It's like, or they're all kind of moved out of Scranton at this point. Mm-hmm. And like I maybe a lot his, of he's got his friends who he runs athlete with. It doesn't seem like Roy would have wanted to ever hang out with Pam's friends, which means they probably spent a ton of time with just Roy's friends mm-hmm. doing Roy stuff. Uh, and so when right. that relationship ended, yes, she kind of had yeah. to make new friends. All right, you know what? That's that's a yeah. much more equitable way to look at it. Thank you for sure. Thanks for no, calling me out. I dude. feel like it's something that we did. No, I feel like it's something we've never thought about. Really, did you check uh, your? But, <laughs> uh, well, I think that's that's pretty good for for parenting on the office. Sure. Uh, what do you say we uh, head to the conference room and wrap this thing up? Let's say we do. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. Welcome into the conference room. Uh, we did say we were wrapping up the parenting but part of this conference room is of course uh just reacting to this list that we found on uh on on the internet on romper which -hmm. gives a list of the best parenting advice from the office uh sean we're just going to bounce these off of us and see does that hit with you how are you feeling about that right now going into your own parenthood uh okay number one go with the flow you can read all the books and prep all the things, but parenting is still sometimes totally surprising. Your baby won't latch. They won't sleep. They reverse cycle. You just have to go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's that it. flow. That sounds like good advice. Ain't your ho. No mo. <laughs> no mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this seems like good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jim and Pam do handle this kind of well. I mean, you know. They complain about it a bit with the reverse cycling Mm -hmm. and, you know, they do. I mean, and that's another thing, too. I feel, you know, Pam gets really stressed out about the about the not latching. And I think, you know, it's um, I we have a a couple of friends who say, uh, you know, they had a lot of trouble with breastfeeding and they feel like their doctors or nurses were really pushing the breastfeeding and like, you know, you get the lactation consultant and all these other guys. And, and then eventually they just decided like, let's just go with formula. And that was the right thing for them. Cause it was just like, it was so stressful to make something work that wasn't working. Yeah. That's really, um, yeah, it's a perfectly acceptable way to go. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that's sure. good advice. Have your plans and then be prepared when they change. Have some, mm-hmm. have that Arcade Fire shirt in the car, just in case. Exactly. Uh, number two, ev- um, uh, everything's an opportunity for feminism, says this list. Make your oops, sorry, where'd that go? Make okay. your ch- make your children's interests work <laughs> for your parenting lessons. So they love Cinderella. Turn celer- Cinderella into an oncologist for Halloween. This, of course. Advice is based off of Pam's uh, costume that she does. Yes. Yeah. Right. This is essentially a advice about role modeling, um, which okay I do agree with. Uh, yeah. I think the blanket statement that's, "everything's an opportunity great. for fem- feminism" kind of degrades feminism a little bit. It's being like <laughs> it doesn't. Whatever you could do, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, it's like well. You- 
you know, you can, you can. I like it. I mean, uh, you know, feminism. It, yeah, it, it it'll be uh, an important uh, uh, thing to teach our kids for sure. Um, you might tell that maybe we're not qualified <laughs> to be making comments on this. However, I sure. it I do it is extremely important in in this world. Uh, yeah, just abs- growing it's, up it's with a... good role modeling, being respectful, yeah. showing showing how. The world works and then and then demonstrating how you can change it how it could be different that's good i like that through simple ways kid-friendly ways like costumes you know costumes yeah. are a big deal for the kids and uh having your mom switch it up is not just the princess but princess with the stethoscope you know why not yeah it is it is funny how i've heard people say before things like you know oh we didn't want her to be a girly girl and we yep. weren't going to like push that on her at all. And then that's all she wanted. So, boom, you know, she wants dresses and dolls and stuff like that. You got to go with the flow. Princess unicorn. It is, you know, <laughs> uh, next one. You need a village that shows up. Even if your village drives you bananas and makes you wonder why you even entertain their nonsense. Uh, mm. Great shot here of Kevin behind them as they're leaving and christening uh, to sort of drive this point home. But this one is, this one hits hard for me. Uh, just knowing some family and friends who have moved elsewhere when they had their kids and then kind of mm. suddenly felt alone and a little bit out on their own. And sometimes mm. that's really, really hard for people. Um, I yeah. mean, the, the we, saying we it will takes, not have that. We problem. will not have that problem, but like <laughs> it just, it happens for people. And, you know, the saying it takes yeah. a village is it scales to today where it's like, yeah, it's not a literal village, but like you just need some people to help you stay sane and help you lend a hand here yeah. and there. And and, yeah, and the I inverse is true, which we, is be available for your friends that might need that, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I think, you know, we have some friends who like when they had their kid, they moved back home for, for that very reason, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good, good advice. And yeah, I mean, on the office, certainly they've got a they got a crazy village that drives them crazy. I'll push back on this one only that that village doesn't necessarily need to be all of your coworkers. <laughs> there can be a healthy separation there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, this and which kind of is the next one they say, which is another lesson from the office: always accept help, um, even if it's your weirdo co- coworker who suggests uh, tying a piece of suet onto a string and wrapping it around your baby's toe yeah. to keep her happy. Uh, this is a shot of Dwight. <laughs> Of course, handling the baby in watch party. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. accept the help. Yeah, I, I've heard this one a lot too. That's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard. But I've also heard a lot that uh, it's like when your kid's sleeping, like it, you might have a schedule, but just like <laughs> take the help, like let them sleep, do the thing. If someone, yeah. if if grandma or grandpa offer. Say yes. You don't have to be a martyr. You know, keep yourself healthy and sane. And sometimes mm-hmm. that just means saying yes to little things here and there. Uh, I think that's yeah. Good I feel like yeah. I think especially when it comes to letting grandma and grandpa watch the kid, that's going to be one where it's like, you know, <laughs> I I what uh, I heard someone say recently, like, like imagine you did a job. And then 
you didn't do that job for 30 years. I saw and this. And then without any treat it without any training or any <laughs> reminders or uh, you know checking in on the new ways of doing that job, you just went right back in and were like, "Nah, I got this." Nah, I know <laughs> how it works. That that is your parents stepping in to babysit your mm-hmm. child. Uh, that's going to be, I, I know I'm going to, that's going to be tough. I know our friend, uh, our friend Peter, who has uh, been popping in on uh, captive audience lately. Um, he, I remember one day when his parents were watching his daughter <laughs> yeah. and they came back home and they were like, Oh, we had so much fun. Yeah. She didn't even take a nap. And like, Peter was just like, Oh, he's like like she has to nap like that's (laughs) this is this is going to ruin everything (laughs) but you know it was just like what can you do oh we stayed up late (laughs) baby's first time watching big lebowski what yeah yeah that's right that's right (laughs) that's that's right that's the exact example he used yeah Yeah. so that's set boundaries there's another one uh we'll get through the couple next one of these real quick here um all right uh, here's a picture of Michael in a purple bandana saying, get creative with your lessons. Totally. And, uh, Michael <laughs> dancing in cafe disco. There's always time for a dance party. Hard agree with nice. that. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a lesson from Dwight. Everybody dance now. Lesson from Dwight. Babies are in control from day one. Pam is constantly <laughs> throwing up because of the pregnancy. Wow, if she yeah. eats something the fetus doesn't like. She's screwed. It's amazing. A three ounce fetus is calling the shots. So badass. <laughs> so badass. I think you and I are in the thick of seeing that right now in our in our partners as well. Yeah, yeah. No, right. I mean, Ryan's doing good right now. Um, Not so much the eating trimester. and stuff, but like just yes, energy levels. Just deciding. Oh, sure. I do not feel up to doing this. Whatever it is, uh, the baby very much is calling the shots in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> the last one. Safety first, okay. always. <laughs> that's good. That's uh, picture that's of a really Dwight good testing one. out. That, why wasn't that one? I don't first? know. Dwight, <laughs> Dwight testing out the strollers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we should do that. Let's do that. We, sh- we should do that with the stroller. I, I we got from uh, Jake and Sarah. Mm, very nice. Uh, just to make sure. <laughs> it really put some dents in it. Some scratches. Um. Well, what, I think that's. I think that's it. For this episode. Yeah, I think we did it. Um, I think we did hold, it. We're going to hold. We got some good trivia on standby uh, that we can we can save for Edwin's yeah, glorious we return. We teased. Uh, yeah, this is. I have to make an apology to Smookler. Oh. Um, our our beloved Smookler. Um, your trivia has been on deck. We ran out of time to do it two weeks ago. Then we had our planned episode with Kayla. Now Edwin's gone, and I don't feel like doing the trivia without Edwin because these are hard questions. Uh, so that one's on deck, and it's coming up. Um, but uh, but if you do want to send us some more trivia questions, maybe a Jeopardy-style trivia, mm. maybe a blind ranking, which we've been mm. doing lately. Maybe you have parenting advice that you'd like to share oh, with us. Yes. Uh, yes. Email us. Ever since the Email story. us at MS. <laughs> MS podcast. Pretty boy. Would you like to play this game? <laughs> we didn't even talk. About, we forgot about Rama California as a parent. We, Darn. Oh gosh, that's right. We don't need to. We can let that be. That's a whole nother. That well, well there'll be a part two maybe <laughs> sure. for this when uh 
Uh, <laughs> uh, call us. Leave us a message at 503-694-9314. Uh, check us out on Discord. The link is in our bio. Um, in our show notes. And, uh, and, and check us out uh, uh, in our show notes. Uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can support the show for five bucks a month. Yep. You become a Scott's Tot. You get a mailbag episode every month where we answer all the questions we get on Patreon. Yes. Alex and I are about to do one of those, uh, I think, early next week. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of there's some bonus episodes. There's main feed ad free episodes on there as well. Um, it's, uh, it's a great community and we donate a portion of those funds to the Thurgood Marshall college fund. So very special thanks yeah. to our Scots. If tots. I may, Sean, we let very quickly, yes. uh, on that note, right. as it is tax season and, and we have been filing our business taxes as responsible adults, uh, okay. it, that includes our, our donation tally for the year for last year, which was $4,620 donated through the community, through us. Uh, good job. Hats off all around. Yeah. Proud of everybody. Awesome. Darn near five That grand. is like, when we first started doing this and it didn't, it wasn't like, <laughs> I don't think we ever thought that, you know, we could get any money from doing this. And one of the things that we decided and we early still aren't on. getting a ton. Because, and that's, no, we're not, we're, you. no, no, no. <laughs> We all look. This is totally a hobby, and and we have we all three have jobs uh, that uh, that to keep you know. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, keep, I, keep our homes. One of the things that we on our yeah, <laughs> food on our backs, clothes on our tables. <laughs> um, uh, but one of the things early on was like, if we could do something good with this, then that would mean so much more and i and i'm really really proud of the of the money that we've been able to donate and that, that was just for last year so that's really amazing um so very very special thanks to the scott's tots uh for supporting us thank you to kayla and brianna who run our discord thank you to ryan lloyd who designs our artwork this episode was recorded on location in portland oregon usa no zurich switzerland this week that's it uh thank you we love you so uh, much we are <laughs> we truly appreciate we feel we feel so lucky that we are able to do this every week and talk to you guys you are the wind beneath our wings and uh, we are so grateful for everyone out there who listens to the show truly i mean sean this month we hit five years i think last week when we released this show it's crazy um it's crazy. And now we're about to have bebe's Look how far we've come. That's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, that's 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 incredible stuff, and we owe that all to you out there. So thank you. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Fifty poppy, give me the song. Yes, yes, sir. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. And good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.